What's up, everyone? Welcome to this day in Philly Sports History for September 29th, 2023. I'm your host, Jim Montgomery. Before we get started today, and honestly, you don't know this, but this is take two because I forgot to hit record on the video. Anyway, you know I like to keep things accurate and factual as possible. So in the spirit of that, I want to apologize to the lone voter for Ryan Howard yesterday for incorrectly saying that Ryan Howard did not have any votes. He did, in fact, have a vote. I think I was just that upset that he only had one vote and just completely omit it. And it was Johnny Callison who took second place, which come to find out uh, in talking with my dad, he and as long along with some other people in his generation likely are the well, my dad did say he voted for him, but Apparently, they love Johnny Callison. Uh, that was one of the guys they grew up with. So uh, we have a strong boomer vote, I guess you could say, uh, listeners. So thank you guys for listening. But yeah, Johnny Callison ended up beating Ryan Howard. And I just, uh, in my my rage yesterday, forgot. So Ryan Howard did not get shut out. So I do apologize. And had I voted myself, I would have also voted for Ryan Howard. However, you can't go wrong with Dr. J. All right, another thing that I missed yesterday and could be a topic for a future uh, This Day in Philly Sports History, but because of the significance, the anniversary of it, and the fact that it was really big on the news and everything, I felt uh, I'd be remiss if I did not mention that yesterday was the last game ever at Veterans Stadium, the 20th anniversary. If you're watching on YouTube, I have my piece of the vet along with the ticket stub from my first ever Eagles game that I went to with my dad, Uh, but... It was if if you've been there, you know it was a nobody cares about it except for us, and it was a dump, but it was our dump. So, shout out and R.I.P. to Veterans Stadium. And I think the the biggest like shocker is not so much that it's been 20 years since the vet. I think that it's been we've been in Citizens Bank Park in the link for 20 years. Yikes. <sighs> anyway. Be sure to check out Back to the Future. Speaking of the vet, uh, one of the guys that played at the vet was Scott Rowland. He was inducted into the Phillies Wall of Fame. We discussed whether or not he should be in, as well as just the Wall of Fame in general. And I will give a trigger warning. If you are a Juan Samuel fan, be careful. Make sure uh, you're, you, you consult with your physician before listening to Back to the Future. That's Back to the Future with a PH wherever you get your podcasts as well as on YouTube. And if you can't listen because you're a Juan Samuel fan, check out my buddies at the Clashing Conferences podcast. They, I mean, it was it was an interesting one today. Ever nobody in the NFC East won except for the Eagles. And personally, I think the Eagles representative took it a little easy on those guys. But check it out for yourself, the Clashing Conferences podcast, wherever you get your podcasts as well as YouTube. Phillies update. Uh, they did lose um, three to two. It's one of those no harm, no fouls. And I mean, the seventh game winning streak is snapped. Schwarber did lead the game off with his 46th homer of the year. I do like the fact that Bryce was so feisty in a meaningless game. Um, and ultimately, that's what it was. It was a meaningless game, but I like the feistiness in him. And I mean, Angel Hernandez is a dick anyway, but. The fact that he he showed that much fight in a game that really didn't matter, uh, you gotta love to see that. So they're on to the Mets for the last three games of the season. Hopefully, they can send the Mets home packing with a sour taste in their mouth and start them on their 
off-season journey of wasting money and spending it on guys that either aren't going to play, aren't going to pass physicals, or are going to end up getting hurt, or are not just going to be good and end up being traded trade deadline anyway. Uh, but you got to love the mutts. Also, the news was, uh, I did read that Sanchez tonight, Tijuana Walker is going to start. Christopher Sanchez is going to pitch a couple innings out of the bullpen to get him acclimated back to pitching out of the bullpen. And I don't necessarily hate this. Uh, I kind of wanted him to be the third starter, but I I see going into the wild card series that if it gets to that point where you need to win the third game, I think you want a guy like Ranger Suarez on the mound who has big game playoff experience. Um, And plus, I mean, Sanchez originally was a bullpen pitcher anyway and really grew when he was given that fifth starter role. I would not be surprised if they make it past the wild card round to see more Sanchez in the rotation, but we'll see how it is. Get those guys used to to coming out of the bullpen and and see where it goes. Uh, but again, no harm, no foul. I'd like to see them win two out of three against the Mutts, like I said, to get to 90 wins as well as send them packing to their offseason destination so they can just waste money. Three days left to get it the take advantage of the 75% off of 2008 Phil subscription. All the information you need is in the description here. Follow that link to sign up. It gets you access to everything they have. Uh, the 2008 Phillies World Series banner t-shirt, as well as a- a- autographs, giveaways, things like that. And offer $2 a month, $20 for the year. 2008 Phils will follow your Twitter. I highly recommend you give John a follow. A lot of what he has on his Twitter is amazing, or X, if you will. Uh, it's still Twitter to me. Uh, but go check that out. The link is in the description. Only three days left. Final out on Sunday, and this offer is history. All right, it's starting to get a little freaky that every time I kind of feel it in my bones that a a hardened bomb is coming, sure enough, a hardened bomb comes. Uh, This time it was hardened had a party at a club and paid people to walk around with signs that said, Daryl Morey is a liar. Why? Like this is starting to get like creep, creeper, creepish level. Like, it, it's coming off like the crazy ex now, like where, oh yeah, look at my new boyfriend. I'm happy. Oh, what are you doing? And like to the point where I, I'm sure there are people in Philadelphia right now because I've been in situations like this where the ex is so crazy that they start making you think that you're the crazy one. Philadelphia, let me tell you, you're not crazy. This is the fourth time he's done this. And I think James needs to be a little bit reflective here and this is the fourth time shit like this has happened. Maybe you're the crazy one. We're not crazy. Yeah, we have our own quirks and our own issues, but we're not crazy. You're the one. Like, what good is walking around, having people, paying people to walk around with signs that says Daryl Morey, we get it. You think Daryl Morey lied to you. You're pissed off. But what good is this going to do, especially since you're hurting your trade value to get away from the team and the liar that you don't want to be associated with But sure, just make yourself look crazier because you're not crazy. We are. Come on now. Jesus. Speaking of that, there is a lot of rumors now about the Sixers and Clippers both wanting to get their hands on Drew Holiday. Maybe somehow, some way, this opens up a pathway to get James the hell out of here and send his crazy ass packing. Um, But who knows? But again, like why? Dude. 
Like, I, 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 can't, I can't. Like, you're just a hot mess. I actually feel bad for the guy now. Like, I, get over it, man. This is the fourth time. Hot Mess Express. All right, speaking of Hot Mess Express, and it's going to go from bad to worse. Uh, Temple Football lost to Tulsa 48-26. To borrow a line from uh, a guy I listened to, Matt Perrault, they're bad, bad. They're not like we're unlucky bad or we're going to start getting better bad. They're just bad, bad. And it's just indicative of the entire Temple. Well, I shouldn't say I shouldn't say that the entire program, but the football and basketball program, very indicative of that. Like they're just bad. I mean, bad. And I don't, there's no like hope in sight. It's just bad. <sighs> Quick Eagles update. Sydney Brown did not practice yesterday with that hamstring. Still questionable for tomorrow or uh, Sunday. Devontae Smith also did not practice. He has the uh, the flu bug that was going around. So hopefully that's making its rounds and exiting the building. Uh, but sorry. I Between James Harden and Temple football, like I was trying to remain positive, trying to stay happy, wanted to go into the weekend on a positive note, and then James Harden and Temple football. They'll do it to you every time. But let's go to something positive and go back to 2002. And in 2002, the Eagles played the Tex or Houston Texans, not Texan Texans, Houston Texans, for <clears throat> the first time ever, winning 35-17. Donovan McNabb had went 24 for 42 with a touch, 259 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. But I think the big story was he was getting a lot of uh, uh, shit about his play that early that season because everybody expected him to take that next logical step after uh, the, leading them to the NFC Championship ch- championship game against the Rams. Uh, ultimately, though, the, he struggled at the start, and he, they ended up 12-4 and that year. He Remember, he broke his ankle, uh, still threw the four touchdown passes, and then was able to take them to the NFC Championship game where <sighs> Rondé Barber broke our hearts. But the big story in this game was Brian Dawkins, who became the first player in NFL history to have a sack, an interception, a fumble recovery, and a touchdown, which came on a fake punt, no less. Um So what a way to turn the day around on this show. Then talking about Brian Dawkins, who is one of the all-time, all-timers in Philadelphia. He did not win the number 20, but I will put Brian Dawkins up there with Ben Franklin and Cheesesteaks. One of the best to ever play the game. And on this day against the Texans back in 2002, he had a sack, an interception, a fumble recovery, and scored a touchdown on a fake punt to boot. As the Eagles beat the Texans for the first time ever, 35-17, to in a game that I happen to be in attendance in. Want to celebrate the GOAT? Go to phillygoat.com. Yes, they have a ton of Eagle stuff there. And I was scrolling through the other day, and they have way more than what I thought. If you keep saying show more, like it just it keeps coming and coming and coming. Uh, so be sure to go check that out. You have Philly's postseason coming up, Union postseason, Flyers getting ready to kick off, Sixers getting ready to tip off. You name it, they got it. Go check them out. Why not celebrate? And uh, use that promo code Jim Montgomery for 10% off of your order. I mean, it, like I said, it's 
what can I say about the Philly Goat that I haven't said already? I, I, I fully stand by them. Go check them out. They're always coming out with new stuff. Get your Phillies posts. Just go check it out. Spend money. Help support us so I can get better lighting and not and, and maybe hire somebody to help plan the show notes out so I'm not talking about Temple football and James Harden back-to-back. Jesus. <sighs> go to phillygoat.com. Check out, use that promo code Jim Montgomery at checkout for 10% off of your order. We're going to get there, folks. We are going to get there today. Time to recap who wore best from yesterday, number 21. And it was Joel Embiid winning with 58% of the vote. I don't necessarily find that surprising, although I will give a little rant here for Eric Allen, who I feel is one of the most underrated players in the history of the NFL, not just Philadelphia. He should be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, but I don't think you can necessarily go wrong with Joe. I'm anxious to see what he has basically lined up for this year as he gets ready and go. Hopefully without James Harden, but let's let's hope that something somehow gets worked out and he can just walk around with a sign still when he's in L.A. or wherever he goes with Daryl Morey's a liar. Come on, dude. You look crazy. Anyway, today we're going to talk about number 27 and currently in Philly. We need a big postseason run out of this guy. Aaron Nola is number 27. Zach McPherson, unfortunately, who is hurt. And Noah Coast Coates for the Flyers, all wear number 27. Some notables who have worn the number over the years. Placido Polanco, Chris Coast, Ricky Bowe in his second comeback or second stint with the Phillies when he came back. Danny Jackson, one of my all-time favorites and an inspiration to me throughout my late high school and college life uh, when he used to rip off his shirt to celebrate the 1993 Phillies. I'm sure many of you out there have seen me rip off my shirt a few times in my day. I haven't done it in a while. I've been relatively tame. Having kids will do that to you. Um, Plus, shirts get expensive after a while. But Danny Jackson, war number 27. Kent Tocovey, Lonnie Smith, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, Heath Sherman, Hall of Fame tight end Irv Cross, who also worked for the CBS Today way back when the CBS had the NFC, and Quentin Michael. But today there are three guys who wore number 27, two Flyers and an Eagle. So let's start with the two Flyers first. We have Reggie Leach, the Chief, eight years with the Flyers, 514 points, 306 goals, which is seventh on the Flyers' all-time goal list. He won the Conn Smythe Trophy in 1976 for a Stanley Cup team that lost. One of the only five guys, I think, that have done that. Still holds the record for goals in a Stanley Cup playoff with 19. He is tied with someone, but Reggie Leach did it in less games than that guy. So he kind of still has the is credited with the record, even though the other guy has just as many goals with with 19, and I don't think they played as many rounds and games uh, back then either, so that's even more impressive. Next, we have Ron Hextall, uh, who to me sort of was like the poster child for the Flyers when I was growing up. Spent 11 years in Philly. Ironically enough, also won the Conn Smythe in a losing effort in the Stanley Cup in 1987. First ever goalie to score a goal. Did that again in the playoffs. First ever score a playoff goal. And he was very feisty, had some suspensions in his career, uh, wasn't afraid to back down, get into a fight if need be. 
Uh, but I, what I think with Hextall, people tend to forget and, and not realize with him is he doesn't get enough credit for being one of the forefathers to like the modern goalie, being able to be out of the net and, and stick handle and things like that. Uh, again, doesn't get enough credit, uh, but Ron Hextall wore number 27 for the Flyers. And finally, Malcolm Jenkins, who played six years in Philly. And if you think back, at one point, we wanted Jarius Bird and not Malcolm Jenkins. Jarius Bird ironically went to the Saints where Malcolm Jenkins played. We got Malcolm Jenkins in a as a consolation prize. And I would have to say it worked out very, very well for, for the Eagles. But 11 interceptions, 4 touchdowns, 12 forced fumbles, 6 fumble recoveries, 3-time Pro Bowler, on the field leader, off the field leader, made a difference fighting for justice. And just really the heart of that defense from that that Super Bowl 52 team. So one of my favorites, Malcolm Jenkins. Now it's your turn. Who wore 27 the best? Is it the Chief, Reggie Leach, Ron Hextall, or Malcolm Jenkins? Get those votes into me. On this day, back in 2002, Brian Dawkins hit the quadruple. What would be? I don't know what a trifecta is. Three Quinella? I don't know. I'm not a horse racing guy, uh, but I used to be, and I can't remember, can't think of the name. But he became the first person to have a sack, an interception, a fumble recovery, and a touchdown all in the same game as the Eagles beat the Texans 35-17. Be sure to go to phillygoat.com. Use that promo code Jim Montgomery. Spend, 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 spend. Phil's in action up in New York tonight. Go check out my buddies at the Clashing Conferences as well as Back to the Future with a PH. Get your votes in for who wore number 27 the best. This has been This Day in Philly Sports History. I'm Jim Montgomery. Go have yourselves a Friday. And until next time, I'll see you when I see you.